0: Welcome to Joyful Eating. I'm your host, Jules Clancy, a former food scientist and winemaker turned cookbook author and health coach. I've discovered a simple way to have a joyful relationship with food without sacrificing pleasure or my waistline, and I can help you get there too. Listen on to find out how. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode number 45 of Joyful Eating. So today we're going to be talking about six fun ways to enjoy more vegetables without extra prep. So before we get to that, I need to share my best bite that I ate this week. And my Irishman, he usually cooks dinner on Saturday or Sunday nights and he loves his charcoal barbecue. So he made this amazing chicken uh, that we Butterfly. He butterflied. Actually, I butterflied the chicken, but he marinated it with some herbs and white wine, and so cooked it in the oven, and then uh, just finished it off on the barbecue to brown it, and it was just so succulent, so so flavoursome, and just really beautiful. And we had it with artichoke aioli. So that's a, a mayonnaise with uh, preserved artichoke hearts, mashed up in it, and parmesan, and it's just so delicious. And some cos lettuce from the garden. So that was really good. Okay, so plan for today is first of all I'm gonna talk about like why should we be eating more veg? <laughs> it's always important to understand why you want to do something. Then we'll talk about the mindset of more veg and then I'm gonna talk about my share my six fun ways to enjoy more veg without extra prep. And then I've got some bonus tips about eating more vegetables and I'll share a key takeaway at the end. Great. So, why more vegetables? It's probably one of the few things that most people in the nutrition community agree about: is that eating vegetables is a good idea. Although there are there is a small group of kind of radical carnivores who don't agree with that, who think that we should only that eating only animal products is the best approach. But they're pretty on the on the outer, and yeah, most nutritionists, if you ask them, they'll be like, "Yeah, absolutely, eating vegetables is a good idea." And really, like. I think the science doesn't fully understand why. Like, there's a theory about micronutrients in vegetables, there's the fiber, which may or may not be helpful. There's, you know, the prebiotics that feed your gut microbes. There are a lot of things, but we're not 100% sure about why vegetables are so good for us. But we do know that people that are healthier, tend to eat more vegetables. So you don't necessarily have to either. So, And for me, I think one of the most compelling reasons to eat more vegetables is it just gives you an opportunity to crowd out less healthy options. So when you're focused on enjoying, like, you know, learning to love broccoli and, and eating more cabbage... Then and, and for me, like that, I eat a lot of vegetables. And the, the way I'm able to do that is that I don't I eat very little processed carbohydrates. So I'm not having rice and pasta. Instead, I'm having cauliflower and I'm having broccoli and I'm having cabbage and getting my vegetables that way. So it means that it just makes it easier to get more nutritious food into your diet. And whenever you're adding something in, it's always much easier than trying to take something away. So I think it's it's a good approach from that perspective. So when we talk about eating more veg, like what sort of mindset is going to be helpful? And as with anything we do, and with coaching, it's one thing I've really come to understand, believe that we have to get our brains on board and our thoughts right in order to make any change. Uh, yeah, you can kind of willpower your way into changes for the short term, but if you want it to be a long term change, you have to be uh, you know, have that mindset that's going to be supporting where you want to get to. And so the way I approach eating more vegetables is to treat it as a fun experiment. It's not like this is something, and you actually only approach it and only take it on as something that you're going to do if you genuinely want to do this. If you're like, if you're, you can get excited about how good it's going to be eating more vegetables and how you're going to feel much better. You're going to have much better energy. Your skin's going to be better. Like all those things. Like do it because you want to. Don't start it if your if your thought is, oh my, doctor told me I should have more vegetables on my Mom wants me to eat more vegetables. If it's if it's a should in your mind, then forget about it. Like come back to it at a time when you're really excited about it because um, you don't actually have to do this like people live for years on very little vegetables so it's not like a, a requirement you're not going to die from from like a vegetables so you know only do this when you're ready and when you when you can see it as a fun experiment and the other thing my other mindset thing that I think is really helpful is just to be approaching it from the idea of like breaking it down into baby steps so you're just going to be doing one small step at a time so to make it as easy as possible to set yourself up for success, like I think what can happen is someone thinks, oh yeah, I'm going to start eating lots of vegetables and they go and they buy every vegetable in the store and then, you know, it all goes bad in the fridge. Like we don't want to do that. Or signing up for a veggie box that you get from a farmer, you know, that can be helpful, but you probably, w- I wouldn't recommend that as your first step <laughs> uh, because then you've got this big box of like, well, what do I do with all these things? And you have to like learn a few skills all at once. So I think making it as easy as possible is is really important. It's more fun to do things that way <laughs> as well. Uh, and just make, means that change is more likely to be successful and to be lasting. So, okay, that brings us nicely to six fun ways to actually enjoy more vegetables without extra prep. So these are little baby steps that you could just choose one of these at a time and and do it this way. My first one here is fermented vegetables. So you can get kimchi and sauerkraut pretty readily these days in health food stores and a lot of different places. And I like, I actually make my own. They're actually not that hard to make. So if you wanted a little project, I will include um, a recipe for fermented vegetables. I've got two. There's like, uh, a sauerkraut one where it's like cabbage based, which is a little bit more effort and then a really easy fermented veg where it's just you make, cut the veg up, make a brine and just put them in a jar and like it does its magic. So I'll include recipes for those. But having fermented vegetables in the fridge is great because then I like usually once a day, sometimes I have them twice a day, like I'll just pull the sauerkraut out and just ponk it on the table when I'm serving up and then grab some sauerkraut in with my meal so I'm having that extra serve of veggies you know every meal and the great thing about fermented veggies is you're also getting the probiotics so the good bugs so it's good for your gut microbes it's good for your gut microflora as well as giving you an opportunity to get more veggies plus they're so delicious like the, you've got the crunch, you've got the tanginess if you've got having kimchi you've got a bit of spice with it so um, yeah fermented veggies is a really great place to start. Okay, number two is pre-washed salads, and it's pretty amazing. Like when you go to the supermarket, like just all the different bag salad options there are. And I you can even get like grated carrots. Like it's pretty, you know, amazing. So they are such a good idea because they don't require any extra prep. The only downside is that they, you know, they can spoil. But what you want to do do is once you open the bag. Again, it's just plonking them on the side of your plate just with whatever you're having. So if you're having pasta, like just... Putting some baby spinach leaves, or some salad leaves, or some you know, shredded cabbage leaves, or coleslaw mix, you know, on the side, and then just using like whatever you're eating as the dressing, rather than having to feel like you need to, cook, you know, make a dressing and do all this extra prep. Just plonk them on the side, or put them in the bottom of your bowl, and then whatever. If you're having, say, you're having a curry, like you know, use the curry and the rice can mix in with the veggies, and that'll make them taste amazing. So you don't have to do anything extra to them. And it's just a matter of just, you know, once you open the bag, just remembering that it's there and and using them up. And I can you know, plow my way through half a bag, a whole bag of, of washed salad leaves in a day easily. So they are a really great thing and don't feel guilty about using them. Like, I think they're really awesome. Um, next one, Number three is frozen vegetables. And this is something that I am so excited about at the moment because I've been, am um, working on a new book and the idea behind the book is just to make like, it's the most simple cookbook in the world. So to make recipes that are just so easy that you don't need to have any prep in that they can all be made in 15 minutes. And the other thing I want is that the ingredients will keep you know in the fridge freezer pantry for at least a month. So they're They're all recipes that you can kind of have as your backup um, that are super easy. So frozen vegetables are the business for this. They're already chopped up. They're already prepped. They're going to last for months and if not years in the freezer. So they just make life so easy. And oftentimes you don't even need to defrost them. For frozen spinach, I do. But other veg, it's just a matter of putting them straight into the pan and cooking them or roasting them or whatever. So exploring frozen veg, is a really fun thing to do. Nutrition-wise, they're pretty much on par with fresh like there are a few you will lose a few things but because they're frozen straight away there's actually I've seen research where um, the frozen cauliflower had more nutrients than like some cauliflower that was in the shop was old and kind of starting to go past it so they're nutritionally they're great economically they're really inexpensive as well and uh, you can get so many options and yeah and they and the other great thing about them is that they cook really quick because the freezing process breaks down the cell walls of the vegetables, which is what happens during the cooking process when vegetables soften. Um, So that means that they cook quicker as well. So there's like so many things to love about frozen vegetables and they taste really good too. Okay, so that's number three. I'll stop pontificating about frozen veg. Um, So that brings us on to number four. This one is, um, so usually either canned or Or if you can get them in a jar, legumes. So things like chickpeas and beans, chickpeas and white beans are my go tos. Um, And the great thing about them is, you know, they keep in the pantry and you just open the jar (laughs) or the can and then put them in. And so they can be a really great option if you're wanting to cut back on, you know, rice and pasta instead of serving your your sauce with pasta, like opening a can of chickpeas and w- warming those up and serving your sauce with chickpeas is a really easy no-brainer. They're not green, so they're, you can get your children on board with them, <laughs> which is very helpful. And yeah, they're, they're really convenient. So you know, they take a few minutes to prepare. So it's, like it's much easier to open a can of chickpeas than it is to boil the water and cook, a, cook pasta. So they can be really fun. Okay, number five, a bit more, more an out there one is, and this is something else that I've been playing around with recently, is using tofu as toast. So tofu is great because as far as vegetables go, it's really high in protein uh, and it's like one of the few like complete vegetarian sources of protein. So it's good from that perspective and keeps in the fridge for months, which is also very convenient in the packet. And so what I've been doing is like cutting a slab of firm tofu in half and then just cooking it under the grill just to, um just to, it browns a little bit. It doesn't brown like toast does, but you can get it to brown a little bit on both sides and then just serving it like you would toast. So I've been making like grilled cheese on toast, on tofu toast, or I've had, you know, blue cheese on tofu toast or uh what else? You could pretty much do any, anything that you normally put on toast. You could do it on tofu toast. Um The Trick is, they don't, when they make tofu, they don't put any salt in it. So that's one of the reasons why it tastes so bland. So, what you want to make sure is that you're really generous with your seasoning. So, either sprinkling salt directly onto the tofu before or after you cook it. Or even better, <laughs> um, some miso paste, like white miso paste is really amazing spread on on the tofu before you top it with whatever. Or if you're an Aussie, fellow Aussie, um, also works amazingly with Vegemite or I imagine Promite or Marmite would also be really good. And yes, it's not going to be the same as your amazing sourdough, but it's still for a quick, easy meal, like things on tofu toast is one of my, my go-tos and it counts as a serve of veggies as well. Okay, and that brings us to number six, which is pickles. So again, similar to fermented veg, like pickled vegetables, no prep required, just keep a jar in the fridge. There's some really great brands out there. You can make your own, of course. You know, then you just like grab the jar out, serve it at the table, and you can help yourself to the pickles. And the great thing about pickles is like they've just got that tang to them. So they really will liven up a meal and they're already seasoned. So they taste amazing and yeah, so good. And and when it, I I say pickles, it's like, you know, traditional dill pickles, but then you can pickle so many other vegetables as well. And also remember there's things like, you know, olives in jars and artichoke hearts, like artichokes are super nutritious. So like there are the things that you can do so you could just like have it, you know, have one jar going at a time of like, okay, this week I'm going to have artichokes and just add a couple of artichoke hearts to whatever you're eating uh, on the side. And that's a really fun or add some you know, dill pickles to whatever you're eating. And that's a really fun way to get more veg and you can play around with that as well. Okay and now let's talk about bonus tips um so th- one of the things with eating more vegetables and particularly if you like you know haven't enjoyed vegetables in the past is that the quality of vegetables makes a huge difference so Getting like crappy vegetables from a crappy supermarket, they will not taste anywhere near the same as amazingly fresh vegetables from the farmer's market, or even better, like you know, from your own garden. Like, I notice a huge difference. Um, so, just remember, like, the quality of the vegetables is important. If you, the examples that we've used today, like using frozen veg and stuff, you know, they generally pretty good quality, but Um, yeah, if you really want to take to the next level, like getting into the habit of going to the farmer's market, that might be a, like a down the track step that you might want to include on your journey to becoming a vegetable lover, um, the other thing with vegetables, it's really important to season them properly. So under seasoned vegetables, because they tend to have bitter flavors, if there's not enough salt, that brings out the bitter flavors. So if you season them properly and they've got enough salt there, the salt actually balances out the way we perceive bitterness. And so it just makes things taste sweeter and nicer and better. So using salt's really important. And it's also important to use um, some fat when you're having vegetables. So whether that's olive oil or butter, the fat helps with the absorption of some of the nutrients and it just makes them more the vegetables more palatable and also makes them more filling because vegetables aren't as you know nutrient dense as carbohydrates. So if you're used to having rice and then you try having cauliflower rice and you have like the same looks like the same amount, um, you're going to be getting way less calories in the in the cauliflower, so you need something else so that you're feeling satisfied. So fat helps fill that perspective and also like having some butter with them or some olive oil like will help with the absorb nutrient absorption and help make it more more filling. Uh-huh. And another thing to think about with this is to see it as a journey and just know like there's actual research showing that it can take. I can't remember what the number is. It might be five, might be eight, it might might have been fifteen exposures to a new flavour before we start liking it. So palettes are designed to be suspicious of new flavours because you know new flavours could mean poison. So that's why we have that hesitancy. So um, there is research showing that. You, like for people to start enjoying new flavors it can take a lot of times trying it to start liking it so don't make it mean that anything's wrong if you try something and you don't like it just go okay well that's exposure number one it's it, it can take me a while with this it doesn't necessarily have to but it can so just be prepared for it not to be all rainbows and daisies and flavor explosions from the beginning but it's interesting like how your palate does change and develop over time and and with exposure to new things, and you will start, like, the, you know, there's things that I love now, like the Brussels sprouts that I hated as a child. Like, I would get really annoyed when mom would cook Brussels sprouts, and she would make us eat them, and I'd hate them. And cauliflower is the same, like, ugh. Whereas now, like, I look forward to Brussels sprout season, and I get excited whenever I see them. And I, like, love my cauliflower, so so yeah, just know, just know that it can take a while, but also know that your your palate is adaptable. It does change, your taste buds will change um, when you expose them to new things. And oh, and one final pro tip is that, yeah, cooking t- technique, different cooking techniques and different ways of seasoning and flavoring vegetables can make a huge difference as well to whether you like something or not. So, just because you tried boiled cauliflower and you didn't like it, boiled cauliflower is a completely separate food group to roast cauliflower. So, give it like, if you don't like one method of preparation, try it again you know, with another cooking technique. And that can be often a trick. To, to starting to like um, vegetables. So that was a lot. Hope, I'm very passionate about vegetables. I love them so much. And I hope that you feel inspired from this. But only my key takeaway is only do this if you want to. You definitely don't have to be eating more vegetables. It's not a, a requisite, but it, if you are inspired, it is so wanting and it's really fun. And if you want more help with just inspiration and recipes and a simple process to follow to help you build healthy food habits like eating more vegetables, then I invite you to join my um, online cooking program called Joyful Cooking. Actually, at the moment, it's called Simple Meal Plans, but I'm going to be changing the name to Joyful Cooking. The details for that are on my website, which is thestonesoup.com, or you can see the link in the show notes. So have a beautiful week playing around and experimenting with new veggies, and I will catch you next week. Bye. Before you go, this is the best part. So if you enjoyed Joyful Eating, subscribe to the podcast, and I'd love to send you a copy of my free cookbook called Six Ingredients, 20 Minutes. Simple Whole Foods for joyful weeknight dinners. It's full of easy recipes so delicious they'll satisfy even the biggest food snob. Just Google Stone Soup and you'll find it.